Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hard Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half of your host and duo, J.P. Nunez. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? It's going, J.P. I am exhausted. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am not as exhausted as you are. <laughs> oh, man. Festival season, it's, it's what? <laughs> I'm done with one. I've got another one coming up, and then... And then another one uh, a few months after that, and I can tell you after the first one, my ass has been thoroughly kicked. So, oh man, that's yeah. uh, that that that's what festival season's for, though, you know. No kidding, I love it though. <laughs> it's it's a, it's that kind of uh, I hate being as tired as I am, but at the same time, I I love everything about being mm-hmm. as tired as I am. You know? Right, right. So, <laughs> of course, uh, of course. So, speaking uh, of festival season, uh, what is what are some some things you've seen lately? Oh man, um, let's see. I pretty much watched everything. There was only one movie that I couldn't make on uh, uh, at the festival was um, uh, Rebel, which was the closing night film, and it sucks because I, I really wanted to see it too. It, it looks really good. It's by the directors of uh, Bad Boys for Life, of all things, and I mean it is. It's more of a drama, uh, sort of action thriller. Then okay, really that really fits in on the horror spectrum. Um, but I, I still wanted to see it. You know, I. Mm-hmm. I love everything. So, uh, yeah, no, I watched that. So I didn't get to watch that, but I, I basically saw everything else that was there, um, except a couple of the shorts blocks. Um, I'd seen divinity. So I'd, I didn't, I didn't watch that one again. I saw that at Sundance and, um, yeah. So stuff I did see though, because that's probably more interesting is, uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the more anticipated horror films, especially on our website right now, was uh, I think you were big uh, promoter of Ennisman. Yeah, I, uh, I I still haven't got a chance to see it. it it's out in very 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 limited theaters right now. Yes, and yes, I don't know I, if it's gonna go wider or not, but I can't wait to see it whenever I get a chance to see it. Uh, it wasn't for me. Let me, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me put it that <laughs> well, way. Well, it makes sense since, you know, since, uh, since I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, your poor taste in horror films. Uh, <laughs> you mispronounced the word awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's just the dialect. You're hearing it wrong, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I see you <laughs> an accent, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it just wasn't for me. It, to, for me, it was very slow i like what i this is something that i wrote in the article was uh i like what it was trying to accomplish i hated the route that it took to get there um and that to me it's it's just a very middle of the road film but uh, i think a lot i think other people are really going to like it to me especially when you're playing with elements of time and that kind of thing it, it can get a little uh funky and to me i just i just found the first half to be very uh uneven let's put it that way i'll say that okay um okay but on the flip side of that uh moon garden which is another one oh, that we've talked about i can't uh, wait you, to see you were the one that introduced me to the, the fact that this yeah. film even existed and mm-hmm. i i knew nothing until you said something and i then i ended up watching i think i ended up watching the trailer while we were recording <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah like i think i just had it okay. on in the background when i was like Okay. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So I walked into that movie. I, I sat down in the theater and this was after like the, the after parties and everything at, at Boston underground are just, they're, they're so much fun. I, I ended up, it was the, it was the Friday. I think that was the night I, I ran into Jeff Brown and he's the direct, he, uh, Jeff Brown is the director of the unheard, 
Um, mm -hmm. I, I ended up speaking with him for, for a little bit. He, he's the nicest guy in the world, first of all. Uh, and he was, he, he was very concerned about the, the, the reception of his, of his film. Cause it was opening night for him. And, hmm. uh, I, I ended up watching the unheard. I didn't get to see it there. I, I watched it later on shutter. Uh, I was, I was mixed about it. I think, um, I really loved, I really liked the ending, but the, I, I think it's, I think it's a long way to get there. Really? You like the ending, but I like the action scenes. Yeah. I thought the, oh, I thought the, the buildup okay. was really good. I thought, I okay. didn't think, I think he could have done more with the atmosphere in, in all mm. honesty, but uh, I, I, my take was the complete opposite. I mean, uh, so, so on the whole, I really enjoyed the movie, but but I thought the ending was actually the weakest part of it. I thought the build up to the end was great. And then it didn't quite stick the landing, but it didn't not stick it enough to ruin the movie. Well, to me, it was a little cut up. Like you have that one scene, that sort of Giallo-esque silence of the lamb sequence where he. Well, we, 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 we don't want to spoil anything. Well, I don't think that we're. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's just a part okay. of the movie. Like we're not talking about. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so you're talking about? Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's like it's maybe about a half an hour into the movie. Like you just okay. you see him taking someone from mm -hmm. a parking lot, and like I said, it's very mm -hmm. Silence of the Lambs meets a Giallo film, mm -hmm. right? Um, right. and it's just like that. That's fine, and but there's that's the only time I think that we ever see any of that. So you never really get a sense of mm -hmm. like there's something else happening in the background. So there's you know the the pacing just just felt off to me because we're we're just following that that character uh, mm -hmm. all the way to uh, to the end yeah, yeah. and and don't get me wrong uh, they do a great job of playing that character uh, can't remember their name I don't remember uh, Lock Lachlan Lachlan Watson I think Watson that's it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, great absolutely yeah, they are great, great in that movie mm -hmm. um, but yeah I just think that the uh, I just thought there was too much buildup and I, I think it, if it had a couple cuts in there, I think it would, I think the pacing would have been a little bit better. I didn't, you know, I didn't hate it though. You know, I, I think that was just, I think he was getting a lot of hate for it. I would have rather watched that than Ennisman. <laughs> Let's put it <laughs> okay. that way. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to Moon Garden. So anyway, I, it, you know, like I said, I was out late the night before and then I'm sitting there. It's, they put the movie on at like noon uh, I had gotten up at around 10 o'clock, made my way into town, uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm like, Oh, Oh my God, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like just, I'm just exhausted already. It's, just, it's two days into a festival and I'm just, I'm already. Mm -hmm. So, um, sitting there, the movie comes on and I swear to God, I was just like sucked right into it. it I will tell you right now, you know, you said something a couple weeks ago about, your favorite, you know, I think it was Scream Six. You were like, "This is already on my list of like favorite," and I was like, "I think it's too soon to, to judge any of that." <laughs> no, this is my favorite film of 2023 so far that I've seen in 2023. Mm. Moon Garden is is my favorite film so far, and I think it will definitely be on my end of the year list because it's it's just it's that good. So basically, what you're saying is that I was right and you were wrong. Oh, don't rub it. <laughs> <laughs> Be a little bit humble, JP. Come on. I gave uh, you credit where it was due. <laughs> me humble? No, I don't even know what that word means. Not yeah. only vocabulary. You never. <laughs> but no, that that's it's great to hear that it's that good. 
because it, it I really like the trailer I, was awesome. I I can't wait to see that movie. It's such a it's such a, like an almost like DIY film. Like the 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 effects and the uh, the just everything that comes together in it, and it it really reminds you of. Uh, you know those movies like when you were growing up, like the Never Ending Story and um, mm-hmm. Dark Crystal and stuff like that, where like stuff was just it was a little it was a little dark, but it was um, it, the the child was in peril and you connected with that child. You you know that is what it reminds you of, and we don't get mm-hmm. a lot of of movies like that anymore. Like that that are just you know it, it's it, to an extent, I guess some people would consider it you know more just too too dark or too bleak or whatever like it's and the thing like i think that exists you know i definitely like mouth agape i was crying through it everything i left the theater i was so shaken like i literally had to tell myself you need to stop thinking about it because it was just like it was that inside my head wow Um, okay yeah i can't i can't say enough good things uh about home garden but that's um, awesome yeah, we spent we just spent ten minutes talking about <laughs> my <laughs> festival, uh, so we should uh, we should definitely talk about something that you've uh, you've done this week. Yeah, so uh, I did a review of the Unheard. I know we talked about that a bit, but if you want to kind of get my my full thoughts of uh, on on that movie, you can check out my review of it. Um, I did an article uh, kind of to prepare for Evil Dead Rise, uh, ranking the Evil Dead movies. I think Evil Dead. I think I've said it before, but I think Evil Dead is the greatest horror franchise of all time and so just kind of looking at how the movies stack up against each other uh, I, I had a ton of fun doing it re-watching the movies and kind of you know ranking it, all of them um another cool thing um it's, it's it's not on the website but um i just got a blu-ray of george romero's martin um, and for any listeners who don't know about that movie, this is it, it, it's a very under the radar George Romero movie. Uh, it came out in 1977, so the year before Dawn of the Dead came out. Um, it's a vampire movie, but it's it, it's not a traditional vampire movie. It, it's much more in the vein of something like Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Um, it's like that 70s kind of really like twist on vampire mythology. Um, that we, that you don't really get too much of uh, these days anymore. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, for the longest time, it's been unavailable anywhere, uh, legally at least. Um, and it's it recently came out on Blu-ray in the UK, uh, Blu-ray and 4K. Um, it, it's a Region B Blu-ray, so if, if you're in the States, you need a Region Free B- Blu-ray player to, to watch it. Um, but I just got my copy of it in the mail, and it, it it's awesome. I, I couldn't be happier with it. Um, so for anybody who wants to watch Martin or wants to own it, um, check out that Blu-ray or the 4K. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, I, this is one that you just sort of told me. Like, I, this one flew under the radar for me, too, with uh, uh, George Romero. Uh I had no idea about this movie, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I'd seen, I'd seen a lot of those older ones, like the crazies and uh, mm-hmm. season of the witch and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. I know I, I totally like, I guess I spaced on this one, either that or it was just unavailable. And I've just, it, 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 it. It, it's, it's probably oh. that it was unavailable. Cause it, it's just been, you can't find it anywhere. Like you can't yeah, stream also, it anywhere. You can't rent it anywhere. It's, yeah, it's it also says find. that it's, it's the first movie, uh, collaboration for george romero and tom savini 
too. So like uh, anyone obsessed with Tom Savini, hmm. this is this is okay. Big, uh, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because because Savini didn't do Night of the Living Dead, so and yeah, this was before yeah. Dawn of the Dead. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah, very cool. Um, I did want to give um, just you know because you know we go back to the website and stuff and we talk about a lot of the the, the things that are going on there. First of all, uh, Saskia. I I have been reading her uh, things so far on Yellow Jackets. First of all, mm-hmm. Saskia's great. Uh, like just uh, sense of humor, everything like just conveyed in the writing. I I I love it. So if anyone out there is watching Yellow Jackets and really wants to like get into the weeds with with what's going on, absolutely recommend Saskia's coverage of uh, Yellow Jackets. And um, I also kind of want to just shout out. Uh, Brendan, who's who's crashing it? He he put up a review for uh, for Cube today. For the, I don't know if anybody knows, but there's they remade Cube. It's it's now a Japanese horror, and um, that came out uh, on Screenbox. And I, you know, we we've been talking about that, like the the sort of uh, non Hollywood or non, you know, like someone else is making them. Um, mm-hmm. I still haven't watched that. I almost put it on the other night. And I just, I was like, nah, it's too, it was like, <laughs> it was midnight. And I was like, nah, I can't watch this now. The, uh, the scream, uh, the, oh, the Indian scream, version is it? Yeah. That we talked about. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to cube that comes out on April 11th and, and I'll be, uh, I will 100% be be checking that one out. And that's well. on uh, that's on Screenbox, right? Yes, Screenbox. Okay. Um, okay. They're coming up in the world. I remember, you know, I remember when they first started, it was like 25 bucks for a whole year and all they had on it was like old horror movies. They they really didn't have any, you know, uh, big titles or anything. And now it's like Terrifier 2, Outwater, yeah. uh, they've got Family Dinner for Easter weekend. Oh uh, yeah, I think that comes out tomorrow. That. I've been wanting to mm-hmm. see that too, and uh, you know, just festival stuff, right? Like, so it's mm-hmm. yeah, uh, big, uh, big stuff coming to Screenbox. Very, very impressive uh, lineup that they've they've had lately. So cool. All right, JP. This week is super special. We have uh, Stel Gerard Parks and Elise Finnerty with us from The Ones You Didn't Burn, which was my favorite movie of last year. Uh, (laughs) I'm so so super excited. I'm just going to record you you saying that and then just set it up (laughs) with my alarm in the morning so I can wake up. (laughs) Music's Uh, made. No, it's it's awesome because, like, I remember uh, back, I think it was Chattanooga uh, Film Festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you guys were the, one of the first people that reached out to me and I was like, I was like, I don't know what this is, but all right, I'll, you know, take a look, whatever, you know, and I'm literally watching it in the minute it's over. I like put it on again. And I'm like, just sitting there like mouth agape, like back to watching it. So um, yeah, there's only a few films that, that I've done that with. And um, two of them were from last year. It was yours and Skinamarink. Like literally oh. had me rewatch the film. <laughs> <laughs> I see rink. That's like top of my list right now. I've had a few people reach out to me. Like, I know it's on Shutter. I have to see it. So, mm. um, that's that's really. I mean, Sean, I, I think I DM'd you on Instagram and just told you how much uh, your review, like the initial review, meant to all of us. Um, just mm-hmm. totally. First of all, yeah. you got it, which is like it was so legitimizing <laughs> for us, especially me, because I'm like, this is the weirdest movie ever. How I, I'm not able to show my face to anyone. 
and you just got it and then just wrote about it so beautifully, like so eloquently. I felt Estelle and I both felt that um, that any review after that, good or bad, it didn't didn't even matter because yeah, made- oh, it's so nice. That's- I, I, I put one of uh, I mean a, a quote from your review in my email signature for at least six months. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Go me. Once a day, burn. Dark about this funny, and then your quote from your review yeah. and the, the article. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> that's uh that's fun. Um, but yeah, so we're not even talking about your movie uh today. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's the whole thing is we don't. The reason that we do this this way is so that, uh, you know, you guys can talk about your movie. We're definitely get to talking about your movie for sure. And we like to have uh, the creators come on and talk about a movie that sort of influenced them instead so that uh, we're not giving away, you know, all of the parts of that movie. People have obviously like we're going to be talking about Midsummer today. Um people have already seen that movie you know mm-hmm. it, it's old news your your movie's new news and we, we want to have people go out and see the movie and now that it's playing salem horror fest and i can actually say that out loud um, <laughs> it's it's super great i can't i can't wait to see it in the theater so I, I you have to message me right after and um and tell me like if you picked up anything new with our big faces on the screen or Sonny boogers <laughs> in our nose and and uh yeah but the sound especially like I always Estelle, Estelle mentioned that before we started recording but the score by Dan Regura is just was it's just makes the movie in my opinion so to hear that on like the surround sound is just great yeah no I'm super looking forward to it it's one of um it's one of a few movies that I've definitely that I've already seen that I just can't wait for to see again, and especially in a theater setting because um, we had a K eleven on a couple of weeks ago um, promoting. She just did a director's cut for Black Lake. Her movie Maya is actually going to be at Salem Horror Fest, oh, and cool. it is freaking great too. So like I, you know, I already have like this like list of of things I'm going to run down at, at Salem Horror Fest especially ones that I've already seen. <laughs> I'm just super excited for it. So uh, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We should get into Midsummer. Um, JP, you, uh, this is one of like your big movies. Uh, you really love this uh, movie, Yeah, right? I do. I, I love Midsummer. I love folk horror in general. And, and you know, Midsummer is, is, is a great folk horror movie. Yeah. It was, um, you know, when Sean reached out and asked like, there was a few few movies that came to mind, um, but I guess I guess uh, the TikTok al- algorithm got me because it came up, and I was like, "Oh, I got to talk about Midsummer because there's so much." I mean, even our um, our first cut of the trailer, Dan Dan Rigura, who I mentioned, he wrote the uh, score for the trailer, and he used the Midsummer score to put as a placeholder to like for me to cut the trailer oh, around. And I mean, not, and it's been, we went on another podcast that, um, that they brought that up too. that, uh, you know, hashtag good for her at the end, you know, you're really rooting for the, for the, for the, uh, girl to, you know, in our movie. Oh, I'm not supposed to say anything. Oops. <laughs> Literally. I know the scene that you, that you're talking about. <laughs> Um, it's a different movie. It's, different movie. <laughs> it's, it's a different one. Yeah, it wasn't. No. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, I, it is. It's definitely a, a, 
uh, a good for mm-hmm. her movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that's, I, I almost think that's apparent right from like the get go. The, the, um, quote that you use at the beginning by Thoreau literally like when I saw that and, uh, against that like uh, tonal score that that's sitting there right and it's just coming up and it's like um, I think it's men are uh, still why are the men still afraid if all the witches are hung uh, I've got mm-hmm. it backwards but um, yeah close enough yeah they I I literally just went like this I was like like the minute that that comes up and because you get you get that vibe you get that feeling right off the bat and then it goes into the dream sequence and everything else and it's so good it's just so good so (laughs) fun fact when we first screened um this isn't a spoiler but when we first screened it before we got into any festivals just for like some friends and family uh in a theater we were we were uh i wanted to me to sell wanted to say a few words before it started and the person who was running the film didn't know that so it starts the quote comes up the music swells and we're like can you pause it can you pause it and then she paused it right on nathan's face like looking like jack nicholson from the shining yeah 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 dying laughing i'm like that pretty much sums up this this film so uh yeah (laughs) so enjoy from here yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah. Okay. So before we get into your film, though, like, because we're def- like, right, we're right, definitely right. going to talk about it. Yeah. We've literally been talking about it already for seven mi- minutes instead of, 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 midsummer. of Midsummer. So we've got to get to Midsummer. <laughs> yes. Um, and we have a thing that we do with all of our guests. Um, Estelle, Elise, please give us the synopsis. Oh, geez. <laughs> Summer? Go ahead. Give <laughs> me the synopsis of my movie. <laughs> Um, okay, but I can't give anything away, uh, right? Yeah. Or can yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. I mean, yeah, people, for Midsummer, you can give yeah. away whatever yeah. you want. The, yeah, people are t- tuning in to listen to the, to the it's old. Portion, it's old so. news. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's old <laughs> news, yeah. Okay, I'll do my best without, you know, with maybe for those people listening who haven't seen it, they still have um, the excitement when they go in because it really twists and turns. But it basically follows uh, Danny, this... Um, who's played by Florence Pugh, and she's in this relationship with uh, how I think many would describe a toxic male and who doesn't really value her or the relationship. And and she goes through an extremely traumatic event. And it's her navigating through that uh, while also the demise of her relationship. And they she goes with her boyfriend and all of his friends to this, um, to, I think it's, is it Sweden, Sweden or yeah. It's Sweden, yes. yeah. Sweden, right. Um, for this ceremony, um, which I forget the name of, but it has a Swedish name and, um, where the sun never goes down. It's always light. And basically the midsummer, right. Sorry. He <laughs> falls into, falls into their, uh, ways of, living and their culture and um really aligns with the making it sound really good <laughs> but aligns with the with the uh, strong femininity and independence and finds her autonomy as a woman and basically ends up joining this group when all of her boyfriend's friends well i guess you can guess what happens um and pretty in a pretty brutal way but kind of i think it does a really good job of um getting you to root for maybe the the bad guys right uh or what we're supposed to deem as the bad guys 
and uh, and yeah, and, and it's and it's terrifying and beautiful and has a great score and um and uh yeah i think that's that's how i do on the summary i talk and then i go to a cell i'm like did that make sense was that okay i think i think what's what's really beautiful about this movie i mean very interesting about this movie is um that you kind of feel for all the characters i mean there's no like it feels at least to me there's no bad or good character uh because you feel for all of them because they're all suffering really uh at the end of the day and because even the ones that are in a i can call it a cult um or a no but it's true i I mean like like with with elements of a cult it's a community it's a it's a community of sorts a community that (laughs) people but um anyway because i mean you you cannot even though they found their balance and all that but you cannot really be happy fully happy being so just you know isolated and just together and doing those those very intense and and horrible things so um anyway i feel like you 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 feel for all the characters and 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 that's where um i think that this film was extremely well done and and extremely powerful and i saw it only once but just one of those films that i i i remember vividly and um and and I tried because I I didn't have time to since uh, oh I was about to say Justin Justin is my husband at least told me uh, <laughs> it's bad it's a bad move mentioning your husband while talking about Midsummer I'm just uh, it's uh, I don't know what's going on Estelle but... <laughs> really, run away Justin. um no but uh, when Elise told me oh I, I I chose Midsummer for the podcast I was like oh um. I probably should watch it again, but I kind of, I'm so afraid of watching it because then I know I'm not going to be able to sleep and I need to sleep because uh, I have two young kids. But then I thought, well, instead, I'm going to listen to the to the soundtrack. And uh, I started and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so spooky. I can't. It's, a, it's just that going inside of you, literally. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, the score to that, um, I think it's called gas or gassed it's called gassed um bobby krillick i don't i'm gonna i hope i didn't mess up that's the composer i'm pretty sure but he uh he incorporated that first scene which again i'm trying not to spoil but i guess he said it doesn't matter but um using danny's literal guttural screams into the soundtrack it's so uh, it's so disturbing and um I was listening to the that score a lot when um, writing the script as well, and at a certain point, I was like, "Okay, this is this is too much." But it was also, you know, I'm such a fan of Arya. I can't wait for his next film. But I realized one of his uh, his like director marks is that that grief guttural yeah. cry because in yeah. Hereditary too, Tony Collette mm. went, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Collette's oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh my she, God! When she's on the she floor, on all fours, heaving. It make it that at that point when I saw that movie in theaters, like I almost walked out of the theater. I was so dis- mm. in a good way. It's, like it's I was so disturbed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he did it again yeah. with this one. So it's yeah, like, yeah. 
That's his well, thing. Well, the guttural cry thing, I, I really like. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, so, first time I saw this movie, I watched the director's cut. That's why I had to ask you which version where we were mm. watching. How long um, is the director's cut? Three hours. <laughs> okay, so it's not. I mean, I think the non-director's cut's like, it's only an extra thirty minutes then, right? Yeah, it's a two and a yeah, half. Yeah, that extra thirty yeah, minutes long. is 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 long. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, yeah. 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 That that was the first when this is the first time I've watched the theatrical cut. And the I can tell you hands down the theatrical cut's the way to go. It's enough. I, because I definitely enjoyed watching it more this time than I, I watched it uh originally. And the thing is, um with the guttural cry, uh I kind of feel like especially when Danny is like after she sees uh Christian in the in the other room, the yes, I don't know what to call it. The Christian at the orgy, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> the old lady with the what the fuck are you? Didn't have to do that, but okay, let's. But when she when she comes out and she starts doing the guttural cries and moans, and the woman takes her face and they start doing it with her. It's the first time in that movie that. Uh, because if you look at it from the beginning and then and then at that scene, the beginning she's asking, she's trying to get Christian to come over because she's feel she feels terrible. She mm. knows something's going on. She's manic. She's just a little, you know, there's something there that she just needs to get out. She needs to talk to somebody, whatever. Mm -hmm. And when that those women are grabbing her face and they're giving back to her what she's putting out into the world, it's like a communitive understanding. Mm, yeah. It's the first time that she has that. Uh, he's got his friends. She feels alone she's absolutely mm -hmm. isolated in the world uh before and when she comes to this world she's she's found a community totally. and, uh, yeah and i think you know i i suppose we we can call it cultish but i think that that is part of the film's charm is that it's it's um like america sees uh, it's the way america sees the uh, other worlds or views the other worlds and so when we like look beyond our own window and see something that we don't necessarily understand. We, you know, we kind of look down on it or, or whatever is something different. Now these people are to an extreme. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but there is sort of this, you know, she gets something out of it and, and they don't, they don't get it because they've already had their community. Um, but well, this also shows that sort of, like how cults sort of work too, mm -hmm. like how those communities sort of bring you in and, and, you know, make you feel less alone and, and things like that. It's, it's great on so many levels. I didn't really, when I watched it the first time, I didn't really get it. Like in all honesty, I really didn't. I, I liked it a lot more this time. And I do think that it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I didn't feel like there were long portions of it that I didn't think needed to be there mm. so this was a this was a lot better viewing experience for me and i i did enjoy it a lot more yeah did you pick up on any of the parallels like did you feel like oh that's where with with our film with the ones you didn't burn uh let's see well, um, you i'm asking because like you mentioned the breathing scene and that was a huge inspiration for mm -hmm. our breathing yeah um when estelle who um, plays scarlet is behind 
um, Mira, who's played by Jenna, and we're all like breathing together. together it's yes. and breathe. Always yeah. a huge inspiration. Well, there's her. that. That the I thought the symbol in your movie too might have come from that. The, the triangle, but obviously there's also three of of few in that, in that movie. Yeah, she's completing that triangle. We had this like big screening um, at our the Soho Festival, and it was in this beautiful theater. And one of my friends. I'm so bad when you put me on the spot, <laughs> like when you ask me, <laughs> like you could ask me the mo- you could ask me my name. And if I, if I'm like in front of a crowd, I couldn't tell you, but she asked me uh, what the triangle symbolizes in the movie. And I-, I couldn't answer at that point. And I had such a good answer. I had to audio message her later and be like, I have an answer by the way, but thanks for making me look like an idiot in front of a hundred. <laughs> listen, uh, Elise, I'm like that too. Like I, I told uh, Kay a couple of weeks ago who uh, I've known, I've talked with Kay for like two years oh, um, uh, the of Black Lake and um, I, we've talked back and forth for two years and, and I'm very comfortable w- with Kay and talking with her. So I told her like, while we're on the podcast, I'm fine. If you met me in real life, there is no guarantee I won't be awkward. <laughs> so totally, totally, totally get it. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, I hope. Hopefully, I will meet you in person one day, Sean. So yeah, I think we'll get there. You know, uh, there's a lot of festivals around. I'm, I'm certain you guys probably have something uh, up your sleeve for another movie. We do. Hopefully, we don't disappoint you. Disappoint our number one fan. Um, yeah, we Listen, do. I don't think you could. So it's oh, you know. No pressure. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. But yeah. Anyway, JP, what is um, with Midsummer? What do you? Uh, what do you get? Uh, so, so I actually have kind of a different take than most people have. Um, so most people, I think, look at it as kind of a, as kind of a. Kind of like you were saying, like a um, like a good for her movie, where it's basically Danny, you know, uh, kind of getting the the love and acceptance and the family that uh, that she should be getting from Christian, but that he doesn't give her. And I think that's right, but but for me, it's 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 not just a happy ending where she gets everything she wants and everything she needs. It's kind of also like what you were saying, Sean, how how the movie shows uh the movie shows how cults kind of bring people in using their good elements uh you know first and you know and and um and people see that and then that um and then that kind of hooks them in and brings them in to even to the bad elements and so the way i see it is it's kind of a cautionary tale about how we need to give people the love and the respect and the dignity that they deserve and if they don't get it from from us, they're going to get it from somewhere. And often that somewhere else could be somewhere bad. I mean, it's probably not going to be a Swedish death cult, but it, it could be something like a, like a street <laughs> gang, you know, or just, I, I mean, any any bad group, you know, I, or it could be like an actual cult. Well, yeah, I agree with JP. Yeah, I agree with JP on this one because, um, I mean, they, they're serving their own mm-hmm. purpose, yeah, yeah. really, and their own tradition. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is tradition is a huge yeah. part Definitely. of this. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Which has this, it's all whole element of what is a tradition? Where does that come from? Is it from religion? Is it from, you know, and, and everything has their, you know, it's extremes and, and his limits and, um, and yeah, but, but 
I, I think, yeah, it's exactly right. The fact that it, it shows that they're bringing them on board to do this midsummer based on wonderful things. Like you're going to go back to the earth. You're going to connect to yourself. You're going to do this and do that. And we're a community and we are uh, loving and, and showing you the right things. But then eventually you're, you're gonna die like we're we're, we're literally gonna torture you but don't worry you're you know you're gonna be paralyzed but you're gonna feel everything but like you know it's, it's just uh it, it's, yeah it's it's and and even for danny i mean the fact that she becomes the mayflower is um i mean good for her but otherwise she would have been yeah sure. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no i i do i think that the the movie talks a, a big uh, portion about religion, well, not really, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, tradition, mm -hmm. especially. Tradition, yeah. and, and I think that that leans into a lot of religional aspects. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, it's funny because we're talking about this with Easter right around mm -hmm. the corner. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it almost, it almost feels sort of right because Easter is a, an amalgamation, right? It's, it's partially mm -hmm. uh, Christianity, but it's also a bit of paganism mm -hmm. with the, uh, okay. the eggs. It's like the, 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 the trapping like that, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's oh, yeah, it's definitely, there. Definitely. I mean, I mean that's that. If you're saying to me that, oh yeah, Jesus was resurrected so that he could hide Easter eggs <laughs> for kids, you know, like no, that none of that makes any sense. But it's what it's what we do. Yeah, yeah. It's just the sort yeah, of things yeah. that were picked up along the way. Um, and I do, I I think that there's parts of this like for me, I go why they all didn't run away after the first draw like after that the people just sort of launch themselves off the cliff and they're all standing there aghast why they didn't all just decide to leave then is so far well, beyond Danny me, tried to what didn't she yeah she i don't remember danny. what happened she there no danny doesn't no no, connie, no, no, does. no. connie wants to leave with no, no no it's Simon. um uh danny there, there's a scene after the, there's a scene after that happens where danny's packing her things uh and um and, and 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 she's back here things and she wants to leave and then Pele comes in and and basically kind of talks her into staying so but don't I'm, don't I'm two two characters <laughs> i feel like i remember at least one or two characters that that leaves but then they're yeah, yes they're getting so, yeah, stopped, so it's, right yes so there there's no right, way exactly. of leaving yeah, is really what it right. is Pele's brother's friend yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're trying to leave and then uh and then you see the the woman in, in the couple i forgot her name uh connie yeah, yeah. connie that's it's so that's connie okay, yeah, and yeah. simon yeah i have if oh, you yeah. guys want to know i have the, the imdb page up, up <laughs> okay oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, televisions yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> so connie is looking for simon to try to leave and that uh and then they and then the the the, the people the horde of people there they tell her that simon has already left because there was only room for one person in the car and make up this big story yeah that's yeah, yeah. right and yeah then, oh yeah yeah later on well that's a good parallel with our film mm -hmm. actually. oh yeah no actually i thought that was i kind of got that too I... <laughs> yeah Wait, um, yeah where... i missed that which parallel? well the, the look, when he tries he tries he to leave, leave and he ends up getting oh right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i totally forgot about that Oh, so, yeah, that's, there's always, I love to like, I think um, there was so much in this, in our movie that it happened so quick. I mean, I was just, when I wrote the script, I was, 
I was consuming so many films and listening to so much, so much music and like, and um, you know, drinking heavily because it was the pandemic. So what else was everyone doing? It wasn't really. <laughs> like we, we, we go on these podcasts and we talk and we analyze it, but there's so much in there that, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, that's why I did that. Or, you know, that's why that line was there. And that's why, but there's, I mean, I think, I think the, um, the key to, to being a good filmmaker and making a good film is consuming other good films and, um, studying them, you know, and Sean, you said you watched your films a few times. Like I will watch the same movie over and over and over and over again, you know, until I'm like sick of it. And, um, you know, I have friends that will watch a movie once and never touch it again and love it. And I'm like, what? I, I couldn't do I that. I think, you know, for me, I, I get I get both sides of that. Maybe it's just the position that I'm in or whatever. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about Antichrist. And oh. I go, I hope, you know, I think it's a I think it's a terrible movie. And at the same yes. time, I love it. And I hope I never mm-hmm. see it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I think if I say that movie, a lot of people mm-hmm. understand that. But um, then there are movies like there are movies that I sort of just get drawn back to. Like there's just a magnetism to them. Your movie is one of them. And if this dates me at all, uh, one of the movies from my youth, uh, Reality Bites, I will put on if I feel absolutely terrible. That's like one of my favorite like go to guilty pleasure. I will watch that and and that's that's my night. You know. Totally. Um, well, I feel like you have, like the comfort you have your comfort films, and then for me, I have like my teacher films, the films that I watch to like learn from. Midsummer, I watched a lot just because there's so much that Ari does. It's technical, visual, sensory, um, that you can watch it ten times and pick up something new that he's doing. You know, he's really tricking you. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things on that end that I was uh, like, I especially admire in when a director can do this in, to be honest with you, before Ari, the last person that I saw do it was um, uh, Insidious, right? The, at the mm. background, they put, um, you'd see ghosts and things. They put people in the background so that they would be there the entire time. And if you're not paying attention, you're missing it. You're, you're not seeing them standing oh, they, in the background. They, they, it's they, super cool. They do that in... Go, um... Uh, Mike Flanagan does that in uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Hill House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hill, Hill House. House, too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. like that. those are great. I love, like, just just adding that little extra thing. And yeah, Tar Flanagan does that, it. too. Tar? Tar. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I, I... Oh, I'm sorry. Well, well, I, well no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, yeah, pay attention. Just, okay, yeah. Uh, and I didn't really notice it in this one. Maybe it's just in the other one. I'm not certain i i would assume that it's in both but he puts the face of the sister in the trees oh yeah and yeah. in the clouds and in, in anything like natural and, and things like that and if you're paying attention you'll catch a glimpse of it and i i'm always like that's insane he also made his own language in the runes and, and things like that um also, so, he foreshadows the film i mean oh, at the start the, obviously the, there's the painting of the bear right, right on her wall yeah. like well, yeah. even the first yeah even even, even before that, that the first like the first thing you see in the movie is this is this big painting with, like a bunch of different like scenes that it's basically oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, a mural it's, yeah it's he shows movie. the whole yeah, movie exactly. in a mural yeah yeah. Hmm. yeah that that's why i need to watch it again because that mm-hmm. that is a I don't even remember or yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many films that I'll watch again. I mean, 
uh, my favorite, I can't show you my wall right now, but my favorite movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And I think I've seen that movie like a thousand times. And every time I watch it, I pick up something new, you know, whether it's like whispering and is like very subtle or, you know, of just memories and things like that. I mean, it's just such a, it's such a piece of art. And that's what I love, you know, and art in general. I mean, my dad loves art and we have, and we shot in my house. So, um, you can see there's a lot of paintings on the wall, but I feel like a good painting, you can stare at it and look and, and always go back to it. And you'll see a detail that you, you haven't picked up, you know, in the 10 years that it's been on your, on your wall, you know, and films that do that are my favorite. So, um, so we, we, we try and do that in our movies too. But um, hopefully you pick some stuff up, Mr. Three or Four <laughs> Times. <you saw> it. <laughs> well, now that I know it's there, I'm going to go back with a magnifying glass. Are you kidding me? Like, Well, one of my favorite <laughs> Easter eggs, is, well, I guess I won't say it, but there's an Easter egg. Um, there's a Mandy Easter egg because all, all of us love Mandy. And... I have a poster literally on the other side oh, of this nice. <laughs> bookcase we, just, we watched that the first night on set like when we when we uh the day before we started shooting we all just sat down to watch it and um and i mean that's a great movie to to talk about too but but yeah it's not i've seen that movie a bunch of times too but um but yeah there's there's some easter eggs in there maybe you can I'm surprised you didn't pick up on it, though. No, I. Uh, my guess is that there's a cheddar goblin or something somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and find it. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what's funny is I may have. I kind of feel like maybe it's just because you mentioned it, but maybe I did notice it like a while ago and just didn't notice it in this run. Oh you know? yeah. Um, I mean, so I don't. Could have, but it could have just been that you mentioned it. And now it's sitting there, and I kind of have this feeling like he's sitting at a table or something, and it's sitting right there. Like it's just. Well, right now it's been living in my parents' pantry, and literally it's been there for three years since we shot the film, and my mom doesn't know. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's never seen Mandy. She doesn't know, and um, they don't. Buy, they don't eat like mac and cheese, and um, <laughs> I was home the other week and. I was, I was like, oh, I want, man, I want like pasta or something. She goes, I think we have some mac and cheese if you want. I'm like, the cheddar goblins? She goes, yeah. But like, don't eat that, mom. <laughs> I, I have my, uh, I have my box over there. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so it's great. It's great. Yep. Got a lot going on. <laughs> um, but I did want to ask you, so you said Eternal Sunshine is your favorite movie. And from artistic concept i've always thought something about the end of that movie um okay. what do you think that the end of that means when it starts to like sean I, I can't even tell you i've looked every theory up uh watched youtube videos i feel like my opinion on this at this point is just like a hodgepodge mix of super fans on the internet and what and what they what they think i mean i guess i have to go with the most intelligent uh, version I heard, but I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. But is that well? I I've never looked anything up. My my I want to hear yours first. Entirely my my own. Okay, let me let me hear yours first. It's literally, it, it, so uh, to me, it's sort of like the end of a film reel skipping. Like mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like just going over and over again. And I think it's gorgeous because it just it, they're star crossed. They're going to meet again and again and again and again. And it's just going to keep going like this in a loop until, you know, they they basically blow up their own 
minds, right? So I right. I think that that is gorgeous. And at the same time, it's super poignant because it's so like, like you're like, they're never going to get past the fight. You know, they're never going to get past that. It's always going to keep going back around, around, around again. Oh, and yeah. That has always been my answer for that, the end of that movie. And I love that movie, so... Totally. I think that, I mean, that's pretty much what I was going to say. I think another theory I heard was that this isn't the first time. This is just the one version that we're seeing, but they've done this multiple times. And it's just, you know, talking about, um, I I meant to say this too, to you, JP, with your interpretation of, of seeing the film in a totally different way. I mean, I think that's what makes a really good film too, is being able to, that ambiguity. And you can watch, I know we're talking about Midsummer, but like, now that I'm talking about Eternal Sunshine, you can watch that film and be like, oh, it's so romantic. Or you can watch that film and be like, this is so tragic, right? And that's yeah. the duality in in life is are both of those things, you know? So um, I think Midsummer does that. I think, I mean, I hope, but that was my intention with our film too, is that um, you could really, you could really see it from both perspectives and to jump, to piggyback off of what Estelle was saying about Midsummer, and you kind of root for everyone. I, I feel like in our movie, you really do root for Nathan, even though he's the quote unquote, um, I don't want to say villain, but he's the, the the bad guy. I guess he's like an antihero. You know, you're not supposed to root for him, no, but you he's, do. He's, he's a dick. He's <laughs> like, you could, like, Nathan's a dick. But you sympathize <laughs> with him, you know? It's like he's lost his dad. These witches are trying yeah. to like torture him, you know? I think, um, but I and think that's trying. Really- He's trying his best too, given the circumstances and who he is. Yeah. So, well, I, but that's the thing about, sorry, for me, the, when I, when I watch it is I see, yeah, you get that guy that's trying at the beginning, but it's almost like the minute he sees his sister and don't get me wrong. I kind of feel like she pushes him a little too, when he's like, I didn't have the money and you weren't there. He's like, I'm, he, basically he's saying like i wasn't trying to bother you i wasn't trying to like get money from you or whatever and then it om- almost feels like this sudden shift halfway through the movie where it's like she's like um he's constantly borrowing money and and all this and like there, you have that sort of like backlog of things that are going on um with with nathan and then you kind of have the shift where like sure he was trying to change but do people really change is sort of what's going through your mind Definitely. and he definitely falls back into the same trappings of, especially when he meets, uh, Greg, Greg <laughs> played by Sam Gunning, who does such a great job. Oh my God. Perfect asshole. character. <laughs> Perfect asshole. Yes. I like, there are times I watch a movie and I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. And you go and yeah, he just, he falls into the same trappings again. He just ends up back to where he started in, he's unwilling to move from that. And that's why there's that whisper. I don't want to give anything away, but there's that whisper moment and mm-hmm. you go, Oh shit. <laughs> You're like, yeah. he really is just, he's really just a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's funny. Like when I was working on the script, I, um, I sent it to Sam who plays Greg and I asked for his thoughts. And he was like, I think you need to make him more of an asshole. Like Nathan, he's almost too nice. And then I remember when we were, you know, we were shooting so fast and I kept asking Estelle, I was like, we, we shot all of his sweet scenes first. It kind of like went in order. And I kept going to Estelle. I was like, is he, people going to like him too much? Like we, 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 people can't love Nathan too much. Right. Because, 
he's not supposed to, we're supposed to sympathize with the, with the women in this one, but um, Nathan was just playing it so real, like a guy that was just going through the grief of losing his father and, you know, not solving that, um, that relationship before it happened and all of those things. So that's a real testament to Nathan who plays Nathan. Um, <laughs> but uh, You have to know something, at least as a brilliant writer, but she cannot come up with creative uh, names. She, yeah, she is up. so bad, so bad at that. My Achilles heel. It's really, it's really bad. Yeah. My name, I play Alice. My name's Elise. I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's a great name. Still pick Scarlet. I was like, that's great. That's no, every time I pick a name, I have like a meaning behind. I give like, so this is the name because of this and this and, you know, the roots of it and all that. And what about you? <laughs> <laughs> we almost got a spit take, JP. <laughs> Nathan, I was texting. I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking I'm just gonna keep your name, Nathan. Is that cool?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And then we were laughing so hard because we added the father's voicemails later. You know, when he's calling, he's like, "Nathan, Nathan." You know, he's saying it, and I was asking Nathan's advice on like, who do you think would sound most like this? this guy, this character's dad. And he goes, honestly, I can't even get past the fact of all these old men, like saying my name, like in a whispery, seductive tone. <laughs> like, oh, so I make it so bad. It's really funny though. So whatever, gotta laugh about it. <laughs> Such a serious movie. We, we have a, we, we, we have another script where I remember <laughs> going through it and, and saying, yeah, it's great. We just have a little issue. We have three different characters that have the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was like small characters here and there. You know, like one scene here and one scene there. They all have the same. I know. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, okay. yeah. we had to fix that. <laughs> yeah. So. No, you know what's funny is when uh, Estelle, when you show up in the movie and they they like this is Scarlet. The first thing I think of is like you've got this very like Tori Amos kind of thing going on with you, and mm -hmm. I always I go, well, that was one of her albums, Scarlet's Walk, and like I love that album, and like I go that that's great. I was like, so there was this weird like uh, yeah, I kind I of see, there's that. meaning, there's a deep yeah. meaning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just put, I'm imbuing meaning onto it. It's not what you guys intended, but it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And the scar, you know, someone I think one reviewer mentioned like this scarlet, the scar, and um, I thought that was beautiful too, which I know Estella intended when she named her character. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Scarlet it's, Letter. It's funny because usually, yeah, yeah and and uh, my character is is definitely a key to the story, but but I'm not, I'm not really. I mean, I'm not super present either, and and so I mean, people remember the character, but they don't really remember necessarily her name or or um and and so it's funny because because when a review mentions her, I'm like yes. They got it, you know. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, it's like this entity, like this thing, this thing. I think one of the of the reviews says a thing <laughs> coming out of the water. A thing. Like, Yay! I'm a thing. Better than nothing. Stoic. Stoic. 
yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that as a critique at all. I was just, it's, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> well, it is kind of weird, you know, if you're reading a review and you're like, oh, hey, it mentions me. And then you hand it to somebody and they're like, this says the thing coming out the of the thing. water. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. It's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, back to asshole men. Christian in Midsummer. I definitely like so for me that's where the biggest connection in your movie lies is is sort of in the asshole men category. Uh and his character, especially from the start, is sort of a shitter get off the pot sort of character. And I, I kind of see that with Nathan too. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't know whether he wants to stay committed to this thing, if he wants to buy the farm, if he wants to, you know, drink, not drink, you know, he's he's definitely just lost, right? Yes, definitely. And I mean Christian in the movie is a little bit more uh sort of just what's the the like chaining someone along, dragging someone along. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah, stringing, uh, I think is the stringing. That's the that's the word you're looking for, um, yeah. Yeah, just stringing, she's just stringing her along for the, the ride. He even says to somebody, well, I don't know if, you know, maybe I want to be with her in like a year. Oh you know, God. and you go like. Oh, wow, he says that. I, he said, I forgot those things. I was like, <laughs> oh. is, he, is he that, that, that? Uh, no, but they're I, actually all kind of awful. Like all of the men in yeah, men no, I remember terrible that. characters. I remember the others being very, uh, very I cannot really uh, say that words because no, my daughter actually came to the bed oh. right behind me. But, um, but yeah, I, I remember them being really pushy and and, and bad, um, for lack of a better word. But um, Christian, for some reason, I thought, oh well, but he he wanted to. I mean, from what I remember, he wanted to leave her, but then. The, the family tragedy happened so he can't and he he wants to support her he wants to be there for her so i felt felt like really was that bad but but i feel like i i blocked things oh, no, like so like from from the beginning it's like uh he has that scene at the bar she calls him and, and he's like well do you want me to come over but he's really mm-hmm. not you know he doesn't want to go there he's just sort of yeah, you know oh yeah the that's conversation. and then they have the conversation yeah, and then he he goes into the uh the the conversation in the bar with the other guys and and you know they're all like well no she's terrible you know get away from her blah 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 like and right, he's yeah. just like man man you know and um finally he invites her to to go to Switzerland with them and he said uh he says oh but don't worry she's not gonna come she's there's oh, no way she's gonna right. come oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she goes and then. Of course she does, which, does, yeah. by the way, the transitions, uh, oh. Ari's transitions are freaking fantastic. Um, he uses them both in the trailer, which is very smart of him to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, out, yeah. The but, airport, you're ta- I mean, the airplane transition you're talking about. There's that one. And then there, there was another one that happens much later on. And it, it just like it, it just wafts from one to the other. And you go, oh, man, like, uh I wish I could remember it, but it's not I, the upside down that, drone, drone shot when they're driving, is it? No, I kind of, to me, that's a little more <laughs> like it's, it's fun, whatever. I guess I'm just, I, I just go, why? I know I, you know, I gotta, but I feel like I know, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but yeah, his transition. Um, but no, there is, there's, there's another transition in the movie though, that is just absolutely fantastic. And, and I will, I'll give him all the credit in the world for 
for any of that. And yeah, I think that's funny too because his other movie is coming out in think, two weeks, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah very soon. Yeah, watch. Yeah, they, they moved it up. Yeah, um, yeah. Always Afraid. Yeah. 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 It looks so weird, but obviously it's Ari. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There was like a four-hour cut of it, I think, last year called Disappointments Boulevard or something. I think was the original title for it, and they changed the name of it. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I I know a couple people who had seen it, and they gave it great reviews. So, oh wow! And they saw the the four hours version of it. Oh yeah, yeah. They went, oh, wow. they went nuts. It was like I, I don't know whether it was a special screening or something. I think it was in Canada because they are Canadian. Either that or they were at a festival. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, yeah, and they had ended up seeing it, so they they said it was absolutely fantastic. I wonder um, when he's going to do a comedy. <laughs> I thought he was going to take this one. I thought like he was even a. Me- I don't I know what that would look like. It's supposed to be. A, he describes it as a nightmare. Yeah, I it thought it's it a nightmare what? comedy. Yeah. From, from what I've heard. Yeah, it's it's yeah. supposed to be it's supposed to be like strange, but I, I feel like it's gonna end up in that drama like category, like for the most part. Um only I, one yeah, way to find out. What, did laugh a lot when uh Christian and, and the woman uh starts they start doing the uh moaning together. I did I did get a good chuckle out of that because I, like all of a sudden you think to yourself, this happened in the middle of an orgy, you'd probably be out, you know? <laughs> Oh, there are so many. I was like, and I feel like in Hereditary too, there was a couple, like just the naked guy in the corner. He loves. I feel like Ari loves naked people and guttural screams and just like pure disturbing content that makes you crawl out of your skin. (laughs) You know, that's his thing, right? uh, Well, I I think especially in in Midsummer, I don't think the nudity is ever strange like it's very the movie is about naturality right like it's Mm -hmm. it's about being one with nature and things like that so it it doesn't feel out of place i mean obviously they're doing some sort of ritual you know to yeah you know for fertility it is Mm -hmm. may there's you know the she's gonna be the may queen and flower princess and all that stuff she's wearing the thing i mean it's pretty clear that there's a whole vibe going on yeah yeah so yeah, much more than I mean. It's like in Hereditary, uh, it's kind of completely out of the blue. And uh, but there is a, a, a an element of I'm, I'm talking about the nudity. Oh, uh, the nudity, but it's culty too. I mean, the ending is no, but the ending, yes, the ending is definitely uh, tr- yeah, talking about the tradition and and cult ish, yeah. uh, which could eventually you know makes sense for the nudity if that's just the way this cult goes but 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 the nudity throughout like you were mentioning the uh in the corner the guy standing in the corner um that kind of like feels like it's out of place versus versus midsummer where it's like okay for some reason it makes sense (laughs) yeah (laughs) context is everything right yeah or i have a theory or is it because it's women in Midsummer, and we're just more naturally uh, like used to seeing nudity with women, whereas in Hereditary, it's like a bunch of penises hanging out that, I mean, that you just don't see. I, I, I mean, I, I know you see cushions. I mean, I think I mean it, yeah. maybe you got me a little bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's uh, I, I, I think that's but midsummer also has christian runs around naked at the end of yeah the, it's the true movie too. Yeah. so it's, it's he he does. Does. yeah you gotta give him that i mean i hope he got paid 
extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but no, yeah. I, but, but I think, I mean, I, I think there's, there's some truth about what Lise just said, but we're getting more and more into seeing both now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, let's go. Uh, well, it is, you know, <laughs> I, I do think about that a lot is like uh, exploitation film, right? And, and and to be honest with you, a little bit in this movie too, I, I kind of got that sense of like when we were talking about tradition and, and things that come, you know, go that way. The... 70s the 80s right we had all these mm-hmm. exploitative films we had triple x movies were in cinemas you know like that was mm-hmm. that was the state of the world right and um yeah so maybe there is something more to the idea that um the feminine physique was more on display because let's face it it was skeezy men going into those theaters to, to watch a lot of these films so mm-hmm. it's it's almost ingrained in that in film you know what I mean? Like on in cinema that, that that's sort of the, the direction that everything went in. And it's weird seeing a movie about tradition and then, you know, it kind of wants to subvert it <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit by going yeah, in, yeah. in sort of a different direction. And that's what I really like. That's what I really got more from this time around was that um, traditions can be great for some people and terrible for others, you know? Uh, and wow, that's I think, deep. Yeah that's how we see the that's how you have to i think that's how you have to see the movie and i think that's how you, you know if we're talking about the, the nudity portions i mean that's how we have to view cinema too you know mm. women you guys have been nude for for years you know it's our turn you know we'll be nude for a while okay <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> 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 oh, Ari. More, more penises in your movies <laughs> to do it uh, it's not gonna be me so let him... it's ari aster's dick movie i, <laughs> I didn't have anything that's that's after <laughs> was yeah who knows what we what we just manifested in that movie we'll see <laughs> that's hilarious but yeah no i yeah i love that sean the um uh not to switch the away from no 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 go please i don't know where yeah no i love that uh <laughs> that tradition that quote that you just said tradition is is great for some people and not great for others it's just that's so that's so deep you know what i mean um i mean not to get so heavy right now but i feel like that's something that's like that's really divided uh that's divided people you know especially now it's like oh, this is my tradition this is what we do this is like what's been in my family blah, blah, blah. for for other people it's like we need to grow past certain traditions you know not every tradition yeah. should remain a tradition but um yeah i mean also like uh going back to what you said jp about um uh you know getting sucked into something and then it and then it switching i mean i feel like i'm pretty susceptible to accidentally joining a cult <laughs> because <laughs> i feel like i'm so open minded and i even in midsummer i remember when the older people uh jumped off the cliff and then their reasoning was well we we say our elders shouldn't um shouldn't live past a certain age and what do you do to your elders you throw them in old homes and you forget mm-hmm. about them and, and you know, um, let them shrivel away. Like this gives them power and meaning to, to have over their death. And I kind of, I was kind of like, I believe in that in a way, you know what I mean? Maybe not the crushing of the skulls with the, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's a bit extrame. The hammer, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what what was the, what was the alternative here? Yes. I don't know. Give them a nice 
heavy dose of Percocet with some vodka. Well, I don't know. Let them go that me, way. I kind of see two. Point. I kind of yeah. see two things in there, right? Like, so mm-hmm. it's uh, they say at seventy-two is when that mm-hmm. takes place, right? I go. I think uh, you know. I kind of might have a couple more years. Yeah, like, that's yeah. My years. my parents are my mom's. Oh, she would kill me. Delete that if I. <laughs> <laughs> you can beep it um, well, I, I don't think she would she's like that's so funny but, but yeah, yeah like it's, 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 um, in a way they're doing the same thing right like they're literally they're saying at 72 you're no longer a valued member of society get the hell out of here you that's know? true so, that is true so it's sort of it's sort of the same thing that we do only you know it's it's basically putting a spin on it is really like it's just saying instead of sticking them in an old age home tell them to just die yeah. like mm-hmm. just throw wow. them off it's you're right it's kind of it's kind of bad right like so it's it's all in the way it's perceived um and i think that that mm. like for me um I, listen we've we've all been susceptible to scams online i know i have um yeah. It's it's like that, and I think cults are like that. I think that they just prey on what we want or or what makes us feel better, and and things like that. And yeah, I think that that is where uh, Danny finds herself at the end of the film is that she is feeling better. And yes, there can be healing qualities with some of these places. There there absolutely can be. You especially if you feel alone and you feel uh, distant from your boyfriend who doesn't really want to be with you and things like that i mean of course there's going to be you know uh you're going to go looking for something a little bit different totally yeah i think like i think the thing with cults now that we're on this theme is is uh as long as you can leave i think that's the that's, no, but the, that's the thing yeah that i was about to, to say that too like the the, the cults usually sucks you out of your life and your connections with others mm. to remold you and, and and Danny in in midsummer she doesn't have anyone mm-hmm. left yeah. and she's been already isolating herself and she has no family anymore and her the only person that she has in her life is going to this place so therefore and then and then he eventually dies so what else is there for her really uh, versus, I mean, there's definitely people in this situation, unfortunately, but um, other people that, that could find healing in different ways, but therefore the cult just sucks them in and, and yeah, deprive them from everything that they have really uh, emotionally yeah, yeah. speaking and, and financially speaking too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to your to your point, yeah, Danny can't leave, right? Yeah. We we right. see Connie and Simon try, and, and they we see them. At, uh, how do we? I know that they end up dead. I just don't remember how. Uh, Simon ends um, up like we just. I think there's one of those transitions where you see them going in the truck, and you see after you. See, I, I might I think be wrong, you see but the truck somewhere else, and or, you or get, don't you don't you see just their heads cut off, or like their their oh, their foot coming out of the out of thing? The ground, but yeah. I always got the sense that that was um, William Jackson Harper, Josh. Um, but, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's one of them. But I did. I always got the sense that they had died yeah. in 
So and maybe it's in the other. Well, cut. Well, I don't, I, I think it's implied. I think it's the skin, the, the when, face, right? No, that, no, the, the, the face skin. is with um, Will Poulter's character. Uh, Mark, is it? Oh, but, but yeah, Simon, yeah. yeah at you the see, end, yeah. when uh, when Christian, after he has sex with the girl, uh, he's like running around. He goes into mm. this other building, and and uh, and I think he looks up and like hanging from the ceiling is. I'm not sure if it's Simon's in, like gutted body if it's just his skin like hang from the ceiling with, yeah. with like, flowers that's right yeah. holes yeah oh yeah yeah that's yeah. right that's right oh yeah yeah can you tell i i didn't make it to the end around <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i it's uh the i said i said to jp before we got on i go these last two weeks just went by i don't know where they went oh i know i've just been busy as hell all you need to know uh, is florence Pugh's beautiful frown her iconic like oh, frowny yeah. Like this, and then she like smiles. Yeah. It's just so. I love her. I know like the internet loves her, so I feel like I'm just a follower. But I think she's just so brilliant, and she was so great oh, in this yeah. role. I mean, it's yeah. like from that first scene when she gets when she's trying to call her yeah. sister, and it's there's so much anxiety she's feeling, but not showing, you know. And you feel yeah. feel it with her, and the camera is just on her the whole mm-hmm. time because that's that's what you. That's what it feels like. You're just totally isolated and um, suffering. Yeah. 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 No, I absolutely agree. And I feel the same way about uh, about Florence as well. I, I think that she is absolutely fantastic and uh, destined to be an icon. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, you know what? Uh, We've gone, we've gone a full hour, but um, wow. we do want to go. We do want to talk about your movie just a little bit more. We want you to present, you know, like after know, I like, spoiled the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we get that in editing. It's fine. That's, <laughs> um, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, we just want to. You want to give you guys time. Um, Tell us, uh, you know, where it's going to be. It, obviously, it's going to be at Salem Horror Fest. I've I've made that very clear. I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, tell us where else it's going to go and and what else you guys are doing and and promote yourselves, please. Well, Stella and I are looking at each other right now because we have some news about it, but we haven't told anyone yet. And I think when does this podcast come out, Sean? Uh, probably this weekend from now. So. Okay. If you need to hold off, hold off. Then right. I, you know, I need to hold off just a yeah. little bit longer, but it, it, we, uh, we did get a North American deal, mm-hmm. so it will be out there um, in the fall. I know that feels like a really long time, but it does premiere in the spring in, um, in the UK. So uh, that's, that's going to be exciting. And um, our festival after this, we're kind of, you know, coming to the end of our festival run right now, but after Salem, we're, we're in um, Fantas, Fantaspoa. Right, Estelle? Am I saying that? Right? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really exciting. I've never have you ever been I, I've never even been to South America. So it's in um I wanna say Brazil. It's Brazil. It's in Brazil. Okay, I was right. But yeah, no, we're uh we sold it and uh we're really happy with the home that we found. And um yeah, if I, if we get to a point where I can announce it before you release this, Sean, maybe Maybe you can um, dub me saying it in in the edit or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it uh, say it's finishing its, finishing its festival run. It's going to be out in uh, the UK in the spring, and but yeah, it will. It's going to be streaming um, in the fall uh, on a 
something that we're very excited about. <laughs> so, Super cool. Yeah. I am very, very excited for that. Yeah, um, we're, we're thrilled. I, I, Sorry, go ahead. I, well, I was gonna, just going to say, I wish you guys all of the success in the world. I hope you got. I saw that you guys are for the grand jury prize at uh, Salem. Oh, nice. I know. <laughs> You know, it's early. I do need to watch the other films, but I kind of have a favorite in that category already. <laughs> saying, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, we're in Salem and Estelle and I, we went like, uh, you know, we're obviously everyone says never go there around Halloween, but we went there in, um, I think it was, was it November last year, Estelle or? Yeah, it feels like it was still a little warm. So yeah, uh, but it wasn't. <sighs> I don't honestly I don't know time flies but uh it wasn't Halloween but it was yeah maybe November yeah well we went we went there we were doing another shoot together and um in you know in Massachusetts and we're like let's just go neither of us had ever been and we were there and we just felt you know obviously it's a tourist area and um and there's all the themes around Halloween but we went we visited where a lot of women were were hung and um were reading all their names and the, their dates and so, you know you could see their ages it was just this heaviness and mm -hmm. estelle and i really felt like um the weight of the message of our film you know and um as much as like everyone has such great things to say and we can analyze and stuff there's there's real history there too you know and yeah. and salem yeah. is um Salem is a home to a lot of that uh, 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 bad history, American history for for us. So we are thrilled to be to be screening there. Um, we're so we're so honored, and um, mm -hmm. you know we we hope that people people like it there, you know, and that we um, that we're honoring these these women in in a beautiful way, in a way, you know. Oh, I I totally get that. The <laughs> There's a thing in your, uh, there's a part in your movie uh, where you guys, been, you know, you mention the land used to be owned by women from Salem and, you know, obviously, you know, same, same shit, different farm. Um, the first <laughs> yeah. thing I thought of was, I drive by it all the time. It's actually in Danvers and not Salem. Because they used to be a part of Salem back in the 1600s. The Rebecca Nurse Homestead. And I, I, it was one of those places that you always drive by, but you go, I don't know what that is. And then you look it up and Rebecca Nurse had been, was hung as a witch and uh, basically to take yeah. her land. That was, that's really the, the whole story. And I, yeah. it's funny because I, I feel like you guys nailed it. I feel like you guys nailed the movie. I feel like you, you nailed everything about what was going on here. It was, it was misogyny. It was uh, just people looking to take things from women with power. And Definitely. Yeah. It is. It's still happening, unfortunately. <laughs> it is. It's, it's no, uh, uh, what, three, four hundred years later, and here we are. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I could, I could go on and on about, about that, but, um, but thanks for, thanks for recognizing that. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully that's the, the message of the film is I think, um, Estelle and I were, we were talking about the movie at some other festival and again, uh, someone put me on the spot and they're like, if you, if someone wanted to take one thing away from your film, what would, what would you say? And I still, I think I was like, uh, don't fuck with women or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, totally inappropriate. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's that that uh feminist element that i hope comes across too um, yeah but yeah. i think for also a larger i mean 
just 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 respect each other yeah. like you know it's it's because even when yeah. we were in salem in salem uh majority were women but there's some men too and uh and i true. think it's 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 important to just at the end of the day yeah we're all human beings and and we just uh, if only <laughs> we could live together you know mm -hmm. and respect each other yeah. coexist yeah because because being AI, on this earth yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but being on this on this earth is is really a gift and we should cherish it and not well said estelle as a as a mother as well you know that's so amazing. oh yeah absolutely the next generation mm -hmm. um anyway guys yeah i feel like that's a great uh positive message that estelle yeah. <laughs> left us with so all right um jp do you want to discuss what we're doing next week uh yeah so uh well in two weeks two yeah we still i'm still doing it <laughs> yeah so on our next episode of the podcast uh we'll be discussing uh the hole in the ground um uh, the episode is, uh, is going to come out the weekend of Evil Dead Rise. And so we figured to kind of tie in with that, rather than doing an Evil Dead movie, which we did our first episode, uh, we'll do The Hole in the Ground, which was directed and written by Lee Cronin, who directed Evil Dead Rise. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's an awesome movie if you guys haven't awesome. seen it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our next episode. Um, All right. Awesome. Uh Estelle, Elise, thank you so much for being here with yeah, us. Thank you. Super appreciate you being on. Um, thank, you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all right. Thank you. Thank you. Right, thank we'll you, guys. It was a pleasure. <laughs> this is so fun. Yeah. We'll see you all next time. Bye.